Hey, this is Ashlyn Beagley, and you are listening to All My Life, a podcast all about what it really means to follow Jesus and make disciples. Because once we have encountered the living God and been set free from our sin, everything else radically shifts for all of our life. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. After a hot minute of a break, it has been a while since I've sat down and recorded. The last episode that I uploaded was back in October, and now it is December, and I'm recording again. Um, And not to go into a ton of detail right now, but basically my plate this last semester was like a Thanksgiving plate, as one of my friends told me. I was like, you know, yeah, that's accurate. Um, Meaning that I had a lot going on. And in the midst of having a lot going on, I really began to wrestle with God about doing this podcast, which I really want to talk to you all about more in some of the coming episodes. But basically, I decided to take a step back and focus on school and other ministry areas and just sit with the Lord and talk about this. But we're back now. I finished my third semester of college. And as I've talked to God about what this should look like and what it should look like to do some more over break, I have felt him really saying to me, like, hey, there is no pressure. Just talk to women about what I've been teaching you and tell them about me. So the plan is to literally just invite y'all into what God has been teaching me recently, um, specifically over the last semester. And Talk about what it looks like to just do life with him, coming from a 20-year-old college girl who's literally right there with you guys. Um, I want to take this break from classes to just take some time to reflect on what he's been teaching me and share it with you guys in some probably a little bit shorter episodes. So to kick off this kind of second round of episodes, I want to talk about just simply doing life with Jesus and why it is actually the most exciting thing that I have ever experienced. If you've listened to my first podcast episode where I kind of share a little bit of my testimony, you know that the Lord really recaptured my heart during my senior year of high school. And when I say that he recaptured my heart, I mean that I was a believer. I did have a relationship with God before this. I did love God and I had accepted him as my Lord and Savior. But while I had done all of these things, I really was not allowing him to take the place of the king of my heart and of my life. And it ended up being a breakup during February of my senior year that acted as the glue, as I like to say, that really just brought me to my knees before the Lord. And he took this place of desperation that I was in and in his absolute perfect timing. He revealed himself to me through scripture. He healed my heart and he captivated my soul in such a way that made me realize that I'm never turning back. I'm all in and Jesus, my entire life belongs to you. And when I say that I'm all in, I mean that my life has been so completely and radically changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ that I can so clearly see that There is no other path to eternal life, and there is no other path to abundant life here on earth than through the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, You and I, we were created by a God who desires us and pursues us literally to the point 
that he would send his own son, Jesus, to live a perfect, humble, sinless life, setting the ultimate example for us on how we should live and then go to the cross and die the most humiliating and painful death that humans could come up with. Our sin is so serious and our sin is so devastating that it separates us from our Heavenly Father. And the only way that that relationship could be mended was this kind of sacrifice. Even while we were still sinners, while we were living in rebellion, Christ died for us. But three days later, the worst thing to ever happen in the history of the world became the best thing to ever happen when Jesus rose from the dead, defeating death and providing the only way for us to have eternal life with him, which is by simply believing in him. And when we believe in Jesus and accept him as our Lord and our Savior, we're saying yes to a new life, okay? We aren't just taking on a dumb set of rules that we have to follow and making a mental checklist of all the things that we have to do right. We're giving our lives to God and we're living in this constant joyful surrender and communication with literally the creator of the universe. And I think that this is where so many of us get it wrong Because whether you were raised in the church or not, I'm sure that at some point you have looked at Christianity and seen a checklist of things like going to church or reading your Bible or doing all of the right things and none of the wrong things. And while like that's not necessarily like those are good things, you know, but that's just not it. Like a religious checklist to go along with a lukewarm faith is not what Jesus wants from you. I promise that He cares way more about the state of your soul and the posture of your heart than anything like Christian-y that you can do or anything that you feel like you can accomplish for him. Because here's the thing, when we actually fall in love with Jesus, when we see how dirty and desperate we are, and then we witness how he makes us clean and spotless and joyful, We open our Bibles because we're satisfied by his word, not because we feel guilty if we don't. You know what I mean? We delight in reading those pages because God keeps revealing himself to us. The Jesus in our lives is no longer confined to this compartment of a quiet time that we give him. We ask God to call us out on our sin because when he does, he does it lovingly and he invites us to become more like him. Guys, I went from being the girl who had it all together, but really just did not want to spend time alone with Jesus. Like, I just didn't want to. I didn't know where to start um, with reading my Bible. I made excuses, and then I would feel guilty about it. It wasn't until he began to literally strip me of all of the things that I found my comfort in and my identity in and my satisfaction in that I really fell in love with who he was. And now the last two years have really looked like this for me. He has taken a broken girl and restored me to so much better than before. He has made me confident in his faithfulness He surrounded me with a community that challenges me and loves me and pushes me to him. He's made me way more bold in my faith, um, especially since coming to college. 
He has called me out on my sin over and over again as I've asked him to. And then he's lovingly shown me how to become more like him. He has placed specific people in my life and then told me to go confess specific sins to those people. He has shown me that obedient confession is a huge weapon against the devil. Like going and like confessing sin to God and then going and confessing it to one trusted friend, like the power in that and like the weapon that that is against Satan is so huge. He's taken my dreams and my desires and he's shown me how I can honor him with them and that me and Jesus, we're actually a team. He's broken my heart for people who do not know him. He has shown me that my real purpose in life will be the same in every single season. And that purpose is simply to know him and to delight in him and then to go and tell other people. Um, And he's shown me that picking up my cross daily means being willing to suffer for the sake of knowing him more and making his name famous. Um, You know, the cross is an instrument of suffering, right? Like it's literally what he died on and it was an instrument of suffering and torture. And we're told to pick up our cross daily and follow him. And we get to become a little bit more like him when we pick ours up. Um, And when we're willing to suffer for the sake of the gospel or just to endure any kind of suffering that will push us closer to him and make us more like him. It's really crazy how much peace and security I've been able to find in knowing that this is my purpose and that it can never be taken away from me. You know what I mean? Like that kind of security. And it's like a hecking important mission too. It's not like it's just like the secure thing that we get to have for the rest of our lives, right? Like it's really, really important. Knowing Jesus and making his name famous is literally what we were created for. So to the girl listening to this right now, I just want you to know that your purpose in life right now is not to attract a guy. It's not to have a perfect body. It's not to be known by people. Your purpose isn't to outperform other people or yourself. It's not to win the approval of others. It's not to get more Instagram likes or followers or whatever. Your purpose in life is not contingent on the grades that you make in school. So you can actually take some pressure off of yourself because your purpose isn't even about you. You were actually created in such a way that your purpose right now is to just know your God and to delight in him and then to go talk about him. Like it is so simple. It is simple stuff. You know, in Philippians 3, Paul talks a lot about straining toward the goal and pressing on toward the prize. He knows that his purpose in life is to become more like Christ and to fruitfully labor until he goes to heaven. Like he knows that his time here on earth is temporary and that his home in heaven is waiting for him. And therefore he doesn't get easily distracted by earthly things. He doesn't get caught up on his past, even though he had literally been Saul before 
he came to know Christ, right? He had been responsible for killing many Christians before he became one himself. He simply knows that his purpose in life, though, isn't even affected by his past because he knows who his God is. And knowing who God is is worth so much more to him than anything else that he's ever experienced. Um, he says in Philippians 3, 8, Indeed, I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. That is our purpose in life. And that is literally the most exciting thing. So if you want that relationship, you just have to say yes to God, but be prepared to give him your whole life. You know, like whenever Jesus tells us that we are going to have to pick up our cross daily and follow him, like he's not talking about um, a lukewarm faith and a checklist in our heads. Like he's talking about surrendering our lives to him. Um, and so if you have said yes to God, but you just really don't have that desire to pursue him wholeheartedly, if it isn't there, ask him for it. Like literally go talk to Jesus and give him permission, not that he needs our permission, but like give him permission to do whatever it takes to completely capture your heart because he loves bold prayers and he will answer them. And that is a really bold prayer, but I promise that it's worth it. And if you are already walking in your purpose, literally keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, keep running your race and know that you aren't running in vain. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you were encouraged by today's episode, I want to ask you to pause, take a screenshot, throw it up on your Instagram story, tag me in it at ashlyn.beagley and tell me what your favorite part was. Tell me what you want to hear more of and just share it with your friends so that we can get this out to more people and so that I can see what has been encouraging you, what you like what you want to hear more of. And then if you want to help me out a little bit more, I would love if you would join me in just praying for this podcast, praying for this ministry. And then also if you want to leave a five-star review and written review on the podcast app, that's super helpful. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to dive in to some more episodes with you.